the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are your kids going back to school soon? A new survey revealed moms and dads start selling, start getting their kids ready for the upcoming school year just 29 days into summer. Most families will spend $850 per kid on supplies and clothes this year. That's a, wow. That seems like a lot to me. Uh, parents started back-to-school shopping earlier than ever, concerned that supplies could run out. And the top item on parents' back-to-school list this year is... Hand sanitizer. <laughs> and this is pretty funny. I've never heard of people doing this. I've heard of baby moons and all kinds of couple getaways. But 22% of parents plan to take a vacation without the kids once school starts. <laughs> I think it's higher than ever because they've had the kids home right. nonstop. So I guess grandma and grandpa are going to be really busy because they'll be babysitting the kids. So um, my daughter uh, just got a job, another job. She got a call for an interview. They hired her that day, put her to work the next day. Awesome. A lot of people going on job interviews nowadays. And would you say that it's uh, beneficial in a job interview to be charming? Pleasant, delightful. Yes. Uh I, um, I have some ways. These are like four or five tips on how you can be instantly charming. So if you're in a job interview Mm. or some setting like that, how to be instantly charming. We'll talk about it next. So do you know people that are are charming? That's the way my wife describes my dad. She's a, that's like the one where she's like he is a very charming man. That's how she describes. You know, eighty five years old. You know, we just went up and spent an afternoon with him in Baltimore, and she was like, he is still, he's still charming, Jack. <laughs> I would say is it is it the definition basically people who make you feel good about yourself, and they're just so fun and kind and positive. Would, you know what is that what charming is, is when you when you after you've been with them, you just feel better. Yeah. I think that would probably be part of it. But here's how you can instantly be more charming. Uh, mirror people's body language. Oh, I was just scratching my eyes. No, <laughs> scratching his eye. <laughs> they say mirror somebody's body language. So if I get I'm, and this, I'm, this is mostly for a job interview I'm thinking of because my daughter just went on a job interview, nailed it, got the job that day, started the next day. Um, so mirroring body language, I guess if somebody's sitting sitting up straight with great posture you do that if they're more relaxed do that like okay. mirror their body language uh show a little vulnerability don't try to act like you got it all together show a little quirkiness a little vulnerability uh don't take yourself too seriously mm-hmm. my dad's great at that he is fantastic at that um remember little details man i gotta work on that like little little things you've you're great at that Oh, thanks. Remembering names, remembering like... Oh, I, I don't know about the names, but I can usually remember a few things, you know. I love I just love details. I love to ask people about themselves. Here's what you can do if you have trouble remembering names. I do this all the time. If like Tracy and I are out mm-hmm. and I've forgotten someone's name, I'll go, oh, hey, it's great to see you. This is my wife, Tracy. At which point they should go, I'm Bill. Yeah. So many times, though, people will go like, oh, it's great to meet you. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, no, give me your name. The other day, I was so embarrassed. We were at a radio station event, and I asked a lady, told me your name. I said, that's my mom's name. And then two minutes later, I go, what was your name again? And you go, she told you. It's your mom's that. name. It's Sandy. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, maybe this is that uh, is part of that. Show interest in the other person. <laughs> <laughs> even if you have to ask in their name again. Right, even though they've just told you that. Uh, warmth. And then this last one. This one's a, a no-brainer. Just smile. Oh. Smiling. I mean, that's, that's my favorite. How many how many times have you like walked down the street? I say hi to everybody. Like every if I pass somebody on the street, I don't care who they are, always I'll smile and say, Hi. Um, and when it's not reciprocated, you feel bad. <laughs> it's a little awkward. But yeah. at least you reached out. Yeah, I mean that's what I tell myself is like, well, maybe they're having a bad day. Obviously they didn't see my charming, warm, showing an interest in other person's smile, or they would have reciprocated. So th- I want to talk about what happens when you use a Groupon for certain things that maybe you probably shouldn't use a Groupon for. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had a a bad experience with a mm. discount? We're going to talk about that next. Have you ever had a bad experience with a coupon, Groupon, discount? The offer seems too good to be true. Oh, yeah. There's a famous episode of For King and Queens where... Um, <laughs> His his wife uses a Groupon for LASIK surgery. <laughs> it didn't go very well. She gets one eye or something. I had a friend of mine that used a Groupon for a, a facial. Yeah. And she had to hide out in her house for a week because she was so, like, burned <laughs> from whatever chemicals they put on her the face. Discount, discount Yeah. And the latest one I heard was my neighbor. She used a Groupon because she could not wait she was enamored with the idea of taking horseback riding lessons. And she got there, and as a precaution, she wore some work boots because she thought, you know, you might step in something you shouldn't step in okay. when you're being around horses. So she left her cute little cowboy boots that would have looked great on Instagram in the car. <laughs> Thank God, because she gets there, and the lady says, Okay. First thing you need to learn when you are getting horseback riding lessons is how to clean the horse. <laughs> so she started, and my my, na- my neighbor is such a clean freak, like yeah. nothing I've ever seen. So she starts brushing mud and probably other things that look like mud off, off of this horse. horse and brush and brush and brush and trying to still have a good attitude. And then she's learning how to muck out the stalls. Finally... At the very end of her one-hour half-price horseback riding lesson, she got to get on the horse. She was up there for a grand total of 10 minutes. That is how you save money on horseback riding lessons. The lady's like, she ended up, she paid her to work. Right. It's like... Oh, no, that's brilliant. It was brilliant on the horse person's behalf, but I felt so bad for my neighbor. I thought you were going to say they put put her on some old nag of a horse. Or like, no. That wouldn't she just, move. Yeah, or, thankfully. Or, yeah, we're just... That one's named Lightning. We're just breaking him in. <laughs> so we put all the newbies on yeah. him. <laughs> she barely got to ride. She spent the whole time working. So beware if the discount seems too good to be true. It probably is. I haven't used a Groupon in forever, but I do remember when we used them for a couple of restaurants. I think we talked about it on the show. Uh, We were convinced that if you use the Groupon, you don't get as good a service as if you don't. Like, because you have to say, like, you know, let your server know Mm -hmm. know, before you order, you've got a Groupon. And our theory was that at that point, the service is kind of going downhill. We had a really awkward experience at a restaurant with a Groupon because once we did that, we presented it. And then every time we tried to order something, they said, 
you can't you can't get that. Can't use that with a group. <laughs> like, can we have some bread, sir? Please. <laughs> like nothing got, was on the menu. I got seventy five percent off my order. I'd like the surf and turf with filet mignon, please. Uh, no, that only applies to the chicken nugget, sir. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just feel so awkward the whole time. You're just like. Whereas, like a gift card's nice because. You don't reveal that you're eating out on a gift card till the very right. end, and you mm-hmm. put that in there with your credit the, card. I'm surprised they don't put something on your table. Like these are Groupon people, everyone. I think I, they did to us. <laughs> like, single you out, and they put us like way out in this seating area where nobody else was. It was so awkward for everyone here paying full price. For the hoity-toity experience, these are the cheap people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you feel so bad for the guy that the only way he can go on the date, the only way he can afford to take the girl there the is Groupon. with the Groupon. <laughs> and they, like, put a, they put a bib on him, Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. If someone needed you to rescue them, could you, would you rise to the occasion? I've heard that sometimes adrenaline and instinct just kicks in, so I hope that's what would happen with me. Uh, You just don't even think about it. Well, check this out. A drunk driver hit a mom and her baby right outside a barbershop in New York. Well, thank God Officer Roscoe and Officer Paul were getting some breakfast at a bagel shop nearby when they heard the crash. And with the help of some other people, just bystanders, they were able to lift the car off the 36 what? mom and the eight-month-old baby girl. No kidding. And both mom and baby are seriously injured, but they're going to be okay, thanks to those brave police officers and people walking down the street in New York. Wow. Man. Officer Rocco, get a bagel. Yeah, you, you always it's hear about like, like New York, like, <laughs> oh, this awful thing happened, and people just kept walking by. So it's really good to hear... That that happened in New York City. That all I love those, this story. All those people gathered together to help. That is awesome. Have your kids gone thrifting lately? Coming up, why so many are hitting those types of stores. Have your kids gone any uh, done any thrifting lately? My niece and her bestie just went thrift store shopping a couple weeks ago. There's something specific fueling the thrifting explosion. It's Gen Z's obsession with Y2K fashion. (laughs) Famous stars are wearing homemade beaded (laughs) necklaces. You know the ones you used to make? I just found one the other day that I made with my nieces. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Bucket hats, low-rise jeans, and baby doll t-shirts also have a resurgence among younger consumers. Things like vintage Skechers are selling like hotcakes. Uh, so you may want to clean out your closet, mom and dad, and earn some extra cash because you can sell that <laughs> stuff online, make some money, unless you're going to donate it to your kid's wardrobe. Some um, oversized holy jeans with a toad the wet sprocket t-shirt. You're styling. That's 90s references there. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Sometimes I don't know because Taylor proclaims herself as being pop culturally challenged. So. But weird, I mean, within the context of yeah, the okay. conversation. So, all right, I, so you came right along. Yeah. God, awesome. So I don't know if this is a generational thing or or maybe it's just a how you view competition in sports thing. But if you've been watching any Olympics, there's some controversy about some of the new sports that have been added and people questioning, is this really a sport that you hold it up to the Olympic level? We're going to talk about it next. 
It's one of the cool things about watching the Olympics, if you've been watching, is you watch stuff that you normally wouldn't, Mm -hmm. and you root for people you really don't even know because they're wearing the red, white, and blue, right? You're in. Like that's, I love when they give the backstory, though. That's the best players, part. Yeah, yeah. Like they've struggled to get there and everything. Like the Alaskan who she played in a band and played stand-up bass, a swimmer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's only seventeen. Yeah, and she's already already in the Olympics. That's really One gold cool. already. I love stories like that. So here's what I'm wondering: My wife is pretty adamant that skateboarding, skateboarding, is in the Olympics. It should not be. An Olympic event. She says that? Yes. She's like, why Why is this Is this the same Snowboarding is in the winter. Snowboarding is way different from that. Way different from skateboarding. And she's like, "This is it a, 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 do they have skills? Yes. But there are plenty of activities that have skills and they're not in the Olympics. It and sounds her, like you agree with her. Her justification is like a guy who runs and wins the marathon has had to train like crazy and has had to follow a strict regime of a diet. And there, the amount, I guess what she's doing is equating the effort put in with to be able to win the gold in that discipline compared to skateboarding is not close. I can't imagine the effort to learn how to put a board up on a railing without falling on your face. Can you imagine how how long you spend trying to get to that point where it's safe? Oh, I, I... I get it. I'm not saying I agree with Trace. I see her point. I don't know that I'm to the point of of agreeing with her. But should skateboarding be an Olympic sport? This is your family. This is such a snapshot of the Avery family. Oh, yeah. Instead of just enjoying the Olympics and be like, red, white, and blue. Oh, no, we're engaged, man. You have to have this little debate about... Oh, we're in. Sports should oh, be in or not. Yes, we're fully in, and we're, yeah, we're not <laughs> passive viewers. You invite us to the party, we're participating. You guys got to think of everything to compete about, so you'll compete in debate So, form. what do you think? <laughs> should skateboarding, if you've watched, or even if you haven't watched any of it, what do you think? Olympic event, yay or nay? Is she just as upset why? about, like, surfing and other sports, too? She's not thrilled that surfing's in. <laughs> Mary, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about the Olympics and should skateboarding, which is an Olympic event this year, should it be, in fact, an event in the Olympics? What do you think? I have very mixed feelings on this because I also feel like judo should not be an Olympic event. So if we start with skateboarding, like I feel like I would probably rip out a lot of sports. (laughs) (laughs) If it were up to you, what else would go? So you got skateboarding, judo, anything else? Why Why fencing? Like, why are we fencing? Why is fencing a thing and cheerleading is not? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It just doesn't seem as athletic. You know, don't come for me, people. Would your wife, as, Tracy, be cool with pom-pom girls and cheerleaders being an Olympic sport? I don't think so because that's not really an international event. Do you know what I think is the most underrated summer Olympic sport, bar none, is synchronized swimming? Can you imagine what that is like to hold your breath that long and to to do every little dive and every little move together in form? And then, like, sometimes they plunge their bodies so far out of the water, they look like a whale. You know what right. I mean? Like, as far as the elevation. So you, you are a big fan of the synchronized yeah. swimming event? I'm just, I'm I'm in awe of the athletic ability of those women. I'll tell you, another controversy that my, my wife is pretty heated about is, you know, there's been a big lot of talk about changing the women's apparel while the men's diving came on she's like well if the women are changing why are the men wearing these uh speedos shouldn't they be wearing something a little more significant 
So the con- the controversies with the Olympics this year at my house are, are many. I think Tracy should be a commentator. NBC <laughs> needs to start paying her. Yes. How would you like to sound smarter? <laughs> According to new research, just avoid using these overused phrases okay. that make you sound pretentious. And here's a hint. It usually involves using redundant phrases like 3 a.m. in the morning. You don't need that either. Just need three in the morning or 3 a.m. You don't need both. Um, other phrases that make your colleagues cringe. Absolutely essential. Okay. That's redundant. Actual fact. <laughs> Eliminate completely. Yeah. Eliminate yeah. does mm-hmm. mean it's okay. all gone. Feel badly. It's actually bad. You never say I felt greatly. You said I feel great. Huh. So you also say I feel I'm bad. I'm going to start saying that now. You feel How badly. You I, I feel greatly. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that people hate that doesn't make you sound very smart when you go, in my opinion, because it, you're obviously giving your opinion. You don't have to say, in my opinion, first. What if you say, in my humble opinion? <laughs> Still bad. <laughs> and then adding the word wise to other, to other words. Like, well, you know, hair wise, I think I might need a, a haircut soon. Mm. Like, what, what about redundancy? I hear hundred uh, people will go, oh, 100% for sure. Is that's that redundant? redundant. Is yeah. That, is, is it? Okay. I would say. So anything that's redundant. Eliminate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And you'll sound smarter. <laughs> Try. I don't know. I don't think I do that that much. Do I? I did I just do it? Kind of. Am I doing it again? <laughs> <laughs> you like, whenever you're like really passionate about making a point, yeah. you repeat it again. Do I? Yeah. Really? Yes, you do. <laughs> do you like romantic surprises? Coming up, check out what this husband did for his wife. Do you like romantic surprises? Check out what this husband did for his wife. Drew and Kayla thought the video of their wedding ceremony had been lost forever. Mm. The first time they went to put it on, it was blank. They're like, no. "No." Well, a friend who works at the church where they got married was digitizing all the church's videos as a summer project and found a copy 10 years later. How cool is that? Now, Drew kept it a secret. Uh-huh. And rented out a movie theater. Wow! And surprised Kayla on their 14th wedding anniversary. I just thought, how? Like, how am I watching this right now? It was just so incredible to see it. You know, for us, it's even God's goodness to just give us this moment. It's and it's gone what a viral. Great story. And she feels like people need so much positivity right now, and no they they love that their story can help create positivity in other people's lives. Hey, I high five to Drew because it would have been easy just to go. Hey, let's pop the. the I got a video I want you to watch at home mm-hmm. or on his phone. But he rented a movie theater on their 14th wedding anniversary. The wow. exact day. That's cool. All and right. they said they got to see people who had passed away. It was mm, like you know video. reliving that. Oh, no yeah. Kidding. I love that story we were just talking about where the guy went to really extreme measures to find the wedding video, had to go back to the church and digitize the old wedding video. They thought their wedding video was gone forever. And not only did he show the video to his wife, but he put it on a big screen at a movie theater. Holy cow. That's Drew that's the and bar. Kayla. That's, that's, that's true like, love right there. Let's talk about wedding uh, about wedding videos. Did you have a video done of, uh, of your wedding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you? Um, we did not. We did not have a video done of of our wedding, but we got tons and tons of pictures. Let's talk about those memories next. We're talking about 
Wedding videos. We did not have a video done of our wedding. The technology existed. We mm-hmm. could have. Yeah. But for whatever reason, we didn't. We, we have a wedding album with a bazillion pictures. And at this point in our lives, it's it can be emotional looking back at them because like our parents... Tracy's parents have passed away. My mom has passed away. Ugh, that's so hard. three of our four parents aren't there anymore. Yeah. You know, I can remember like yesterday, the planning the wedding with you know, Ned and Doris and my parents and navigating the waters of, well, okay, my parents were divorced and this is going to be weird. Mm. This is, is going to be awkward. And in the pictures, it looks like one big happy fam. Oh, that's good. So having video, <laughs> but having video might have been interesting to see yeah. like my mom and her husband, like, navigating the waters of, oh, there's there's ex-husband. Do we avoid him? Do we make small yeah. talk? What do we do? It would be interesting <laughs> to look back and see that now because it was so long ago, it all seemed, it all seems kind of silly now if there was any awkwardness. Yeah. Um, but looking at the pictures, if I, do you guys have a video of yours? We do. Uh, just like a, a amateur. We didn't have the money for a videographer. Yeah. But um, I think my sister Suzanne was rolling her camera. And then a, a friend of my dad's, a guy that my dad was discipling, yeah. Mike, he he rolled film. He had a tripod set up and everything. Yeah. And we have never watched it. You've got ever. to watch it tonight. We do you can't. know where it is? It's on VHS. You have got to watch it. We have no way to watch it. We do not have a VCR. I think There's we have no one in our, our storage area. But here's will, the deal. My husband one. refuses. Why? He wants the memories in his head of that day the way it was. He doesn't <laughs> no, want to no, go no. back and he look. He wants it with his preferred memory. <laughs> I don't know. Not I mean, the way it was. If you watched the video, you'd yeah. see the way it was. Maybe one of the things he doesn't want to see is he was in tears by the time I got to the end of the aisle. Aww. So maybe he doesn't want to... I don't know. That's I don't so know. sweet. And so I've never really been pushed it like, no, no, I want to watch it. I want to watch it because I love my memories of that day, too. Glenn, Glenn, if you haven't learned by now, chicks love nothing better than seeing us cry. That's, <laughs> they live for that. Anytime oh, there's a, oh, oh, anytime we're watching a TV show, particularly if it's an old man crying, my wife is a puddle. She's a mess. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. Old men crying always they, get me, too. See? Glenn will go. He'll, he says it out loud. He'll go, oh, old man crying. Old man crying. And if he's in a military uniform, forget it. But why does that forget prove your it. point that women like to see their husbands cry? Uh, women, any men. Any men. Women love to see oh, men old crying. Man crying. Yes. Oh, okay. and, but I thought it can, you meant specifically it cannot our husbands. Be, it cannot be sports related. If you're crying because you lost the Super Bowl, that does not count. That that does nothing. But if you're crying, uh, like watching your wedding, or he say, "Oh yeah, Glenn, man, you got it." I'm t- t- trust me, buddy. <laughs> Dig that out. Watch, it. edit that clip, and put it over and over and over again. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to hear about your wedding video. Did you have a video taken of your wedding? Any good memories from it? Hey, Tara, we're talking about wedding videos. Do you have a good one? We do. My husband and I just had our tenth wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And we put- we we pulled thank you of the 16th we pulled the video out made a big deal we were in a cabin in the mountains we lit a fire had candles and watched our wedding and he cried so yes you were right women it wasn't a sports related cry so it was a good cry it was a good cry it was great but we've we've watched it several times it's really really cool to watch yeah, now are are all the people that you see in the videos one of the things I would I like looking at our old pictures, I see people that are no longer with us, like my mom yes. who just passed. Yes. And that, that that makes it a little bittersweet, doesn't it? My sister was 
my bride's one of my bridesmaids and she just passed away and it's Aww. it's kind of bittersweet but yet to see her up and moving and mm-hmm. and all that it's really wow. it's really neat and then there's several other people too Kara you know one of the reasons I'm not pushing to watch mine I can't bear to see my terrible taste in bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, fortunately, I let them pick them, and they liked them, so that's all that matters. There you so, go. Um, good, yeah, good. Well, congratulations good, good, on your anniversary, and thanks for hanging well, out thanks. with us. Uh-huh, thanks. You ever try to pass yourself off as smarter than you really are? Maybe in a job interview. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have to... done that. Or braver. I, in a job interview, I try to pose as braver than I am. Yeah. Well, um, last night I tried to pass myself off as smarter mm-hmm. than I actually am with my wife. We were watching a show, and um, the, 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 the one of the characters in this show is obsessed with Antarctica and penguins and everything to do with Antarctica. And he says, mm-hmm. at one point, Antarctica is a desert. A lot of people don't realize that because they only get like six to eight inches of rainfall annually. It's a desert. And my wife goes, wow, I didn't know that. I said, I did. And she goes, how did you know that? I said, I guess I paid attention in science class and you didn't. And she goes, well, pardon me, Mr. Smarty Pants, SpongeBob Smarty Pants. I just didn't know. Truth be told, I learned that about two weeks ago watching Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. When do you watch Jeopardy? That's well, hilarious. Was, you know, honestly, we watched the news, and my wife was like, hey, I'm going to go like wash my face, put on my PJs, I'll be down in a minute, and we were going to watch something together starting at 8, so I had a little free time, and... <laughs> I just thought I'd watch a little Jeopardy, and I learned that. My mom and dad would be proud. I learned that They about love that show. Antarctica being a desert, so I just passed myself off as, you know, well, I did that thing called paying attention in science class. <laughs> I think you could have pulled it off if you didn't add the demeaning aspect of it and make her feel so bad. She would have just been like, wow, my husband's so smart. <laughs> I have such an exciting life. I was living life on the edge and did that thing they tell you not to do. I made a new recipe for the very first time for company. (laughs) See, this is how exciting my life is. Crazy person. I know. Wild and crazy. I'll tell you how it went next. I was living life on the edge the other day. My life is just this exciting. I had some friends over for brunch. And I broke the cardinal rule of you're not supposed to try a brand new recipe for the first time on company. <gasps> and I did it. And thankfully, it was a success. What was um, it? It was a... I had him over for brunch, so I made my... What I coined my world-famous oatmeal pancakes. Okay. I tried to make my brother-in-law's incredibly... Um, and he makes the best bacon you've ever had in your life, and it didn't turn out like he makes it. Um, you put brown sugar and a little bit of cayenne pepper on it and right. bake it in the oven. Oh, when he does it, was so yours good. passable? Was yours good? It was okay. It okay. wasn't so nearly what he does. Okay. And then the recipe I tried was for a supreme veggie egg bake casserole. And I was a little nervous. I was like, oh boy, veggies for breakfast. And it was really, really good. Mm. So I had the pancakes, the bacon, the veggie casserole, and a big bowl of giant like berries and cream. And coffee and Question. stuff. And and they loved it so much, they asked for the recipe. Okay, they said they loved it. How how well do you know these people? These are new neighbors, right? Yeah, new friends. So uh-huh. you're still in the getting to know you phase. Yes. Yeah. So not, did they ask me for it, the recipe was, just to be nice? Yeah, if it was terrible, they wouldn't have said anything. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. If it was terrible, if they it would was not. Terrible, they would. They they would have said, "Oh, that was great," because they don't know you that well. But would they have gone the extra whereas mile to you, ask for the recipe? If you, yeah, because that's part of the cover. If you would have served that to me and mm-hmm. Tracy, and it wasn't that great, I would have felt totally comfortable going, "Oh, this is a swing and a miss." Glenn and I thought it was really good. <laughs> so maybe our taste buds are different. <laughs> I did mess up. I made a couple changes. That's you know the other thing. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm sure do you it's ever, great. Do you ever do this? I can't resist making changes to the recipe. Like, I didn't put the potatoes mm. in that it required, Ooh. and I accidentally only bought one and a half cups of cheese instead of two cups. Mm. But I thought they were good mistakes, like mm. good changes. Mm. It was yummy. <laughs> Okay, so you know how our producer Griffin, we love to check in with him at this point in the show, and he is very open about being an introvert mm-hmm. and how that creates some awkward situations for him. fired on him last week. He tried to step out of that shell, mm-hmm. and he got yeah. more than he bargained for. Well, that was at the cashier at the grocery store, and he's yeah. got a new awkward, ongoing situation with his new neighbors. <laughs> we'll find out what's going on next. So, Griff, you have... Um You've expanded your circle of awkwardness from total strangers <laughs> yeah. to neighbors now because you're you're a self-admitted introvert. You're, oh, yes. You're not the most outgoing guy in the world. Correct. Much the opposite. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, what's going on with the neighbors now? Yeah, we've only been in this house for six or seven months, and there's this big bush right on the line between oh, my no. house and the neighbor's house. The bush needs to be trimmed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not sure whose responsibility it is. We have a couple of the same bushes for sure in our yard, and yeah. I've taken care of those. Uh-huh. No one has taken care of this other bush. I mean, I mean it's the same type, same, breed, same type whatever, of yeah, yeah, bush. yeah. This big okay. thing that needs to be hedged a few times a year. That's yours. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking so because the neighbor <laughs> hasn't done anything to it. But it's technically, if you look at the line, it's on their side. Oh, property line, right? But I'm thinking maybe it was. It's just an unspoken. Where, I take care of the, it. Where are the roots? Are the roots on your side or there? Did it, are <laughs> the roots tell? on your side and grew over on theirs? I don't know. I'm okay, there's sure. a couple of options in this situation. Yeah. One, you could very passively aggressively only trim the side that's on yours. And leave the other half untrimmed. I've thought about that. I yeah. noticed that our neighbors across the street, they've got a hedge like that on their property line. And they're very particular about their hedges. And he trimmed the one side and then told the neighbor, hey, I'll trim your side for you. Is that cool? No. Because it was getting bigger. Right. And so he just has a favor. like, But he asked first and said, do you want me to trim your side? He was like, that'd be awesome. Well, that's Thanks. the issue. I don't want to have to talk to them about it. <laughs> well, I'm scared if I do it, then they might confront me. Hey, why'd you trim my bush? I was letting it grow out for some reason. So I, I, Is how, there flowers on the bush? No. no okay. No. How that makes fond it easier. are you of the bush? How fond? Yeah. No, I mean, I, it needs to be trimmed and I'm willing to no, do I mean, it. Would you be upset if the bush just went away? No. No, <gasps> I don't care. Are you going to tell him to put Roundup on it or something? That's exactly what <laughs> no. I was going to say. Just go out no, there. No, no, no. Go no, out no. there one night, like after midnight, put it in problem oh my solved. Goodness. A little bush killer. And <laughs> do not do that. Go, go, up, go Tony Soprano on it. Just, you know, make it, make it go make away. Make it disappear. <laughs> Tony Soprano in suburbia. And then, and then the after bush. it dies, shame what happened to your bush. <laughs> 
We were just talking to our producer Griffin about being an introvert so much so that he's scared to ask his neighbor about trimming the bushes. And you know, it's weird. People are so surprised when they find out this about me. But I can definitely be very introverted at times. And my husband gets the brunt of it. A couple things happen. One, if the doorbell rings, I hide and beg him to get the door. Um, (laughs) Secondly, like here's another example. This just happened two days ago. Um, I had an issue with a receipt. It looked like I got billed twice for something. Okay. And I go, oh, no. What am I going to do? And I went... I guess I need to call. And he goes, yeah, you really should. And I looked up at him and he goes, you want me to call, don't you? And I said, would you please? Are you kidding? Like, I just didn't feel like it. I didn't. I just. Is it because you're introverted or because you knew you were going to be investing about two hours of your no, life? No, it took him like. Getting to an actual customer no, service it literally t- it was. <laughs> it took him two minutes and he was done. But I just didn't feel like being on the phone with a stranger at the time. It's wow. so weird how it just comes over me where I like, because I used to be really, really shy when I was a kid and I've worked my way out of that just by practicing being outgoing. It's <laughs> kind of like a muscle. You just get used to it. Mm-hmm. But there's times where that introverted side of me comes out. And I'm, Glenn will just laugh. He's like, what is up with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just so don't feel like, like it. Pizza delivery. You will not go to the door and have that interchange with the pizza. Not if I don't have to. If my husband's willing to get the door, I'm so happy. And he knows it makes me happy, so then he'll do it for me. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think you know a person. Isn't that funny? Such a weird aspect of my personality. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.